Hi Huns, welcome back to Notes from the Island, brought to you by River Island, your one-stop shop for all things fashion, life and everything in between. This is the show that's powered by your voice notes, solving your fashion queries one message at a time. Lovely to see you again, James. How how has you your too. how has your week been? Well, you might be able to tell from my fresh cheeks, but I had a cry this week oh, on lovely. the hygienist. Very nice. At my dentist. Were they were they receptive to the cry? Um, they had to get someone from reception to come and stroke my arm oh. as they injected me with anaesthetic. So I guess they were okay, but it was a lot. The, the dentist <laughs> full stop is a very traumatic experience, I think. You're in a vulnerable position. You're laying down and they're coming at you and they, you can't see what they're doing. It's it's a lot. It's that when I was a kid, I was so scared of the dentist that my mum couldn't write the appointment on the calendar. You know, like when you have your little no. like family calendar on the wall because I would see it and then just would not sleep, like would stress, wouldn't eat. I hated the dentist. Apologies to any dentists listening. It's not you. It always. It's very I much me. <laughs> I cry in nightclubs. I cried at a song in a nightclub once because the lyrics were really triggering yes. and it just set me off right in the middle of the dance floor. How embarrassing. A good cry is cathartic though. You nearly made your boyfriend cry this weekend. I did, but I think it was a good cry, uh, I'm telling myself. So I have been doing like a little tour and I couldn't find a tour support for one of my gigs because I needed someone to drive me from Newcastle. I couldn't find anyone and he said, I'll drive you. And I was like, oh, thank you, thank you so much. But I knew it had been his New Year's resolution to try stand-up. He doesn't want to be a stand-up, but he just wanted to give it a go, like a proper bucket list thing. I think probably for a lot of people... It is such a bucket list thing. So I said, well, if you're driving me, you might as well get up, give it a go, do five minutes. I was like, what's the worst that can happen? Well, I was like, the worst that happens is you do badly, but it doesn't matter. Like, all that matters is that you get up there. And he was so nervous, but he did it. And just seeing how proud he was after he'd done it was very, very heartwarming. And he didn't become like um, a toxic straight male comedian straight after, did he? Well, that was my worry that I was like, what if he does it once (laughs) and then he's bitten by the bug and he's like, I'm coming for your job. But very much he was like, I've done it. I'm pleased. And I think it proved to himself. And this was my sort of mission. I wanted to show him that he can do anything he puts his mind to. Um, As someone who doesn't always have a lot of self-confidence, he doesn't always believe in himself. And I said to him, you got up in front of a room room full of strangers, he'd never held a microphone before, he'd never been on stage before. I went, you did such a scary thing. You can do anything now, you can do anything and you can be anything you want to be. I'm very motivational. Now we are all fired up and feeling positive. What have we got coming up in the show today, James? Today, we're talking about winter clothes, chunky knits, coats, all the cosy accessories. Plus, we're going to be touching on hating what your partner wears and also matching outfits. That's right, matching. Oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Well, hold off for now because we are going to spill the tea on it in a bit. Let's get into our first voice notes of the day, and I am thrilled to introduce you to a fantastic fellow Geordie. Hello, James and Lauren. It's Rosie Ramsey here from Shag Married Annoyed. Hope you're both well. Um, I am just here to tell you what I hate that my husband insists on wearing, right? So, my husband, Chris, he 
with burgundy, the colour, I know this is ridiculous, right, but I am not a fan of the colour burgundy, or that really odd green colour. They're kind of from the same family, and that doesn't make sense, I apologise, but in my head, they're from the same family, and the the colours just make me feel a little bit depressed, right? So when I see my husband constantly wearing these colours, I'm talking jumpers, scarves, hats, t- mostly t-shirts in these disgusting and depressive colours, it makes us want to cry. And he just keeps buying the same putrid coloured clothes and I don't understand why. He wears so many dark colours and I'm just like, come towards the light, Chris. Come and see us over here. It's lovely and bright. And you can wear white and you can wear light grey. You can wear navy, like, not navy blue is a bit depressing, but you can wear light blue and he just constantly wears dark clothes. So that's... um. That's what I hate about what my partner wears. I am a bit triggered by this, to be honest, Lauren, because my boyfriend also wears a lot of burgundy. Really? I don't really really vibe with burgundy. I like the burgundy. No, you don't. Really? I do. I've just bought a burgundy hoodie the other day and I read this and I feel attacked. (laughs) And you know that green colour she's talking about? I wonder if that is like a deep, dark olive green. That's what I was picturing, yeah. But what I want to know is has this been brought up with Chris? Is this like an ongoing issue? Does Chris know Rosie doesn't know? Maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he's not aware. I'm sure yeah. she's I'm sure she's not subtle, to be honest, having listened that to the podcast. That is true. I think she's told him. I feel this has come up many a time. But what do you do in that situation? And you can try getting them new clothes for Christmas, but they might not wear them. And like with my boyfriend, every time I buy him something new, he'll just by he'll, he'll continue to wear the burgundy it's yeah. I, I mean i could actually show you it it's literally in front of me in in the bonquette at the end yes. of the bed and, what is it? Um, <laughs> it's just really chunky and just shapeless i think as well sometimes people get a bit not necessarily stuck in their ways but i think i've definitely been guilty of this where you find maybe one color that you quite like and then maybe without even realizing you end up buying everything in that color so it could even be, maybe he just doesn't actually know how many darker clothes he owns. The only way I know I own way more sort of like of one colour than another is when I'm doing the washing at the end yes. of the week. And you're like, oh, wow, this is a very one coloured wash basket. Yeah, my clothes horse is always blue, baby blue. I have so much blue in my wardrobe. I had to sort of do something about it at one point and start buying other colours. So yes. I bought white, which is basically still blue. Well, it is now because I washed them together. So I think the things you can do here, if we can help, are maybe suggest a charity day. Oh. Um, where you're like, oh, let's throw some clothes out for charity. It'll be really fun. We can do it together. And then we can find some new stuff to put in the wardrobe instead. So like things you haven't worn for a while or things you maybe wore a lot, a.k.a. Ron Burgundy, if you've been wearing that a lot in every Instagram picture, maybe you can show your partner that. Maybe yes. Rosie could show Chris that and be like, look, you're only ever wearing burgundy. We should get rid of that. Let's buy a new one. Maybe that's a subtle way. Because maybe, like, Chris just loves that colour. Like, I, I love my lilacs. I think we've all got that one colour that we feel comfortable in and we know we look good in. So rather than try and take it away, maybe there's subtle ways to brighten it up. Like, I know she said a lot of the things he was wearing were darker t-shirts so what i would do is maybe like a light like a shacket or like an overshirt mm. and that's a nice way of like brightening up an outfit and yes. rather than taking somebody's style away from them finding ways to like take it to a t 
take it to a new level, encourage them to explore new things without changing who they are. And actually, when we were talking about this earlier, you had a really good idea of kind of like talking to them as if they were a dog. Yeah. (laughs) Because some people as well, I think, not necessarily that they're not comfortable, but maybe aren't particularly adventurous, don't know what suits them. So I always think it's really important if you see like your partner or like a friend who maybe doesn't usually venture out in their style, quite clearly making the effort to try something new to praise them and to tell them it looks good. Because then it makes them feel good and then they're more likely to take more risks. And then you can pat their head and give them a doggy bone. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a good idea though. And we don't give each other compliments enough. So I really love that. I think that's so great. And may I just say, I'm loving your chunky knit today. Thank you. Thank you very much. See, again, this is a risk for me because it's quite a high collar. And that's normally, I'm quite a short person. So I find anything with a high neck doesn't suit me. But I put this on and I was like, oh, look, I can just roll it. For listeners to the podcast, Lauren is uh, currently rolling her roll neck over her entire face. And looks like she's about to rob uh, Santander. (laughs) Please don't. Burning question, James. It's all fine and well us dishing out this advice on what to do if you're not keen on what a partner wears. But do you think there's anything in your wardrobe that maybe your partner doesn't like that you wear? That when you bring it out, they're like, oh, God, not again. I'm going to say that I don't care. And I know that sounds so awful. Yes. But I've never once thought about it because I'm just wearing what makes me happy. And no, I don't think he's ever, he's never voiced an issue with anything yeah. that I've worn. If he did, I think I'd turn to leave. And maybe that's where Chris is at. Maybe I'm with you on this, yeah. I once dated somebody and they once brought up something their ex had worn that they really didn't like. Now, I'd never met this girl, didn't know this girl, but in that moment, I felt so fiercely protective of her. And I was like, so what if you didn't like it? You weren't wearing it. And I even said to him, I went, if you ever told me, and maybe this is a mark of how passive-aggressive I am, I said, if you ever told me you didn't like something I wore, I would wear it every day. Every day, just to annoy you, because if I like it and if I feel comfortable in it, that's who I'm dressing for. So really what we've discovered here is that we're not actually on Rosie Ramsey's side at all. We're sort of Team Chris yeah. here. Sorry, Chris, Rosie. buy everything in Burgundy. <laughs> <laughs> That's too far. Yeah. <laughs> right, time to answer your fashion problems. This week, yep, we've another couple quandary. Hey James, hey Lauren, it's Louise. I need your thoughts on matching outfits. Are they ever acceptable? My boyfriend and I quite often end up wearing really similar clothes. A classic is blue jeans, white trainers and a puffer coat. But honestly, the accidentally matching thing is happening way more often. We're also both dark haired and dark eyed. So I'm worried we look too similar. Am I worrying about nothing or is it a bit too much? I love it. I like a matchy-matchy. I feel like it's really cute. It says that you're together. It feels like a little uniform. Like you're like a cute little family with a uniform. I really like it. Is that embarrassing? I can see both sides of it. So sometimes I like a bit of subtle matchy-match. You know, say if like the one person maybe has like a lilac t-shirt and the other has a lilac hat and you're like, oh, look, it's a subtle little... But I don't like a carbon copy and paste because it does always slightly make me think of that um, Instagram page. I don't know if you've seen it. Siblings or dating. Oh, I have. And because I'm it does. When people are sort of identical, 
it does and I don't mean identical looking I mean you know they've consciously chosen to dress identically it does give off big vibes of when you were a kid and your mom would be like dress like your sister so that we all match for the photo <laughs> but it's so cute but it is I hear what you're saying it's a bit same difference energy and no one wants that sibling energy in their lives when they're dating someone. Did you see when um, when the River Island thing got announced? Someone commented on the post saying we looked like a same difference reunion. I did see that. And it yes. made me laugh so much. I loved it. So whoever <laughs> that was, thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for a compliment. <laughs> I think it all boils down to as well, like in terms of the matching thing, if it's happening organically... I'm on board because really that's a good thing or surely that's a good thing because it means your style reflects your personality so if you're both people who dress relatively similar surely that means you're just well-dressed people who are quite like-minded which tick tick sign of a good relationship but I think if you're forcing your partner because I don't know if you've ever seen pictures like this on Instagram particularly straight couples where you can tell the boyfriend has had no say in his outfit (laughs) and he just looks furious to be in his little matchy matchy clothes do you do that with your boyfriend lauren have you ever accidentally dressed your boyfriend we feel like we've accidentally you're in charge, dressed so. quite similar but i've spoken a lot about like and quite sort of like lilac i'm really into lilac at the minute he also loves a pastel like he's got a lovely like nice mm. you would love it and nice like baby blue kind of hoodie he put on a lilac hoodie the other day and i thought i've got one virtually similar to that but weirdly now i think of it when i saw him wear it i remember thinking i'll have to make sure i don't wear that at the same time as him but i do think our style complements each other very well right. like so very matching, well not ma- i wouldn't be against it i don't know about you but i have floated the idea this year for me and my boyfriend to have matching christmas pajamas <gasps> which i yes. have never done before but i really really want to because i love them so much and i think it would be really funny and really cute we can pretend we're doing it in an ironic way when really i'm not being ironic i want to wear matching jammies but he's on not board. on board He's like, no, we can't wear matching Christmas pyjamas. So then I found some with pigs on. And I also found, because then I was like, then it's funny. Um, And then I found a little pig outfit for the dog. And I was like, what about if we dress the dog up too? And now he's on board. Yes, I can't wait for that picture. (laughs) Oh my God, a little piggy Christmas. A piggy Christmas. Pigs. so cute. And you could put blankets on as well. Pigs in blankets. Pigs in blankets. Oh my God, this is too much. I'm loving every second. Do you you share clothes (laughs) with your partner? Do you? like no, no not at all well no i'd actually i think that's such a good point though because going back to what rosie was saying earlier if you don't like what your partner's True. wearing maybe you can suggest they wear some of your clothes it works better in a gay relationship than it probably does in a straight relationship yes. but say you have a big boyfriend tee you could lend that to your boyfriend yeah. or a big baggy jumper and it's cute wearing your partner's stuff yeah and also if you do find yourself matching quite a lot and it's bothering you you could always just have a chat with your partner and be like, would you mind giving me a heads up what you're going to wear? Or you could just be like, oh, you're wearing a blue top and I'm wearing a blue top. Give me five minutes, I'm going to change. Like, if, if it's genuinely stressing you out, just fix it. Okay, so our advice to Louise then is that you can maybe mix up the colours. So go with what the same styles, but different colours and complement each other yes. in the way that Lauren and her boyfriend do. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with complimenting each other. I think it looks very good. You look very put together. But if you're worried about clashing, you can always plan your outfits and give each other a heads up or just straight up embrace it. You're both obviously very stylish and know what you like and what you look good in. Yeah, match it up, guys. You're a match made in heaven. Thank you, Louise. 
guys and good luck and now it's over to you if you want to be on a future edition of the show send your fashion queries to us on whatsapp on 077 113 that's right you send your problems and we'll solve them with fash hun i'm not sure that pun's as good as i thought that's 077 113 or you can check the show notes for all the info Right, it's that part of the show again where Lauren Statterson comes out to play. Lauren, are you ready to hit us with some hard facts? Yes, I've got my fact-hitting bat ready to fire a fact into the stratosphere. God, you can tell I don't play sports, can you? So I read a stat the other day that 9.2 million tonnes of textile waste is produced each year. And it got me thinking, how could we begin to play our part and make our clothes more long-lasting? 9.2 million tonnes of textile waste. I can't even picture how big that is. So big. Jumpers and scarves are a really, really big one. And I want to talk about cashmere. Oh, cashmere really is like the J-Lo of knitwear. Cashmere from the block. Super luxe, elegant, timeless. And it'll look just as chic 10 or 20 years from now. The biggest issue with buying cashmere, I think for a lot of people, is that we worry we're not looking after it right. Yes. Yeah, you've got to look after it for it to keep giving. So these are River Island's top tips. Are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, so keep things very delicate with a mild detergent or baby shampoo. Oh, no more tears. Yes, soft and gentle. And speaking in terms of washing, use the hand wash or cold lukewarm cycle on your machine. Mm, that's good for the cost of living crisis too. Exactly, double whammy there. And then to dry cashmere, you've got to grab a towel and lay it out on the floor or a table. Okay. Keep it flat. To prevent your piece from losing its form, really gently squeeze it rather than like wringing it or twisting it. So this is all about gentle, right. gentle, softly, softly. Uh, and if it starts to pill, which is, you know, when those little small, little fuzzy balls of fibre appear... Just really oh, gently those. use a fabric shaver or a deep pillin comb. I really want to get a deep pillin comb. Yeah, it keeps it looking good and new. And remember, we're wearing outfits on repeat and making our essentials last. So you can patch any small holes with a needle and thread, but take your beloved cashmere knits to professionals for any natural wear and tear. I'm so glad you shared those, Lauren, because I've actually been really scared of getting any cashmere for a very long time because it always feels like it's a bit exclusive and beyond me. Mm-hmm. But now maybe it's actually not as difficult difficult as I was thinking. Yeah, just show it some love and be very gentle and patient. Okay, so each week our celebrity guest is going to tell us what they're loving and so right now on our podcast we welcome back the lovely Rosie. From hate to love, I am currently loving court. I love coats. I actually get... It's one bit of clothing that I get compliments off from my friends. They always say, my friend Steph especially, always says, you've got lovely coats. And I'm like, thank you. I really love a coat. Um, I love autumn. I love winter. Because I just think you don't have to spend as much time thinking about what you're going to wear because you can just high on a jumper and a really lush coat. I like bright colours. I like, I like a shacket. I don't know what it means. I've got a few of them. Or a duster coat. 
that's probably makes more sense like a duster coat like a lovely kind of long maybe velvet I've got a velvet one that I like that you can wear over a nice outfit when you go out on a night you don't want to wear like a big massive coat and in Newcastle Lauren you'll know this where we're from girls don't wear coats we very very rarely rarely wear coats on a night out but when you get a bit older you feel the chill a bit more so I've got a couple of nice like duster jackets that I like to wear um yeah loving loving all of the coat loving coat season and loving knitwear I love a bit of hats love a good woolly hat yes I relate hard to this because I said the other week that I've never really been one for a coat but now I'm a little bit older getting a little bit more sensible and I've invested in my first proper coat and I do feel coat convert it can pull together an outfit and you do feel quite quite smug when you get complimented on a coat because you're like not only am I fashionable but I'm sensible and practical look at me with my life together yes (laughs) it's also great like coats can be kind of boring and dull I think when we're younger we just think of them as like something you have to wear but if you can find one that is like fun and sexy then you're winning on every single level because when you're younger I think a coat just feels like a chore because you either don't want to spoil your outfit you don't want to carry it or say if you're going out somewhere you're like I don't want to pay to put it in the cloakroom so it's nice that we're sort of evolving into these these warm adults you can always stuff it under a table though I mean I often do that at clubs did you ever do the thing with friends where like say if one of you had a bigger coat you would stuff other people's coats like in them to try and save on the scarves yes and the hats and the gloves all of it i remember once doing it with a friend's tights it was really cold so she put tights on when we got the club she took the tights off so i had like her tights up one coat like coat sleeve (laughs) something up the other we are sneaky girls we will always find a way if there's money to be saved we'll save it um i want to pick up on the word shacket which feels like the word of the day everyone's loving the shacket uh what is a shacket it is a shirt jacket so it's a very thick shirt that doubles up as a jacket i think this is up my street and maybe i need to invest in something like that because that's like what i was talking about before about i could bring a little bit of summer in by keeping like a nice little vest top or a, a little crop top but then having my shacket to add that warmth and that layer i'm on board with this on board yes i'll lend you my shacket absolutely and um rosie mentioned duster coat what is it what is a duster coat a duster coat i think the word like I think the origins of that word are like men that used to work in the mines and they'd they'd be covering themselves from dust. This is my guess. But what it is, is like a long, long thin coat that kind of protects you from the elements whilst also being quite low maintenance and stylish. Oh my God, as well. I've just um, looked it up there and it says original duster coats. Here's here's Lauren Statterson with some bonus facts. Um, Oh, bonus Lauren Statterson. They were full-length, light-coloured coats worn by horsemen to protect their clothing from the dust on the trails. If we're not laughing, we're learning. One of my favourite coats is a bomber jacket yes. i feel like a bomber jacket never ever goes out of fashion i can i can even get away with wearing a bomber jacket in summer because sometimes on a chilly summer's night a bomber jacket just like tops off the outfit and just protects you from the breeze i love a bomber how do you jacket. feel about a gilet lauren i quite say i didn't used to be keen but now i am on board because i do realize different parts of your body need different temperatures and sometimes you need your arms to be a bit cooler but you need that heat kept into your body and that's the perfect way of ensuring you don't get too overheated yeah your arms are free and i think they're very stylish as well whenever i see someone in one i'm like that is somebody who i bet they're very organized 
Mm. I bet they're like ringleader the of the group. Like if you've got a yes. problem, you come to them. And the most exciting thing about a GLA for me is that you sort of feel a bit like Mr. Tickle. Yes. You've got like, <laughs> your body's like covered, but your arms are like free. And I think that's what stresses me out about winter and things like layers is I think sometimes when you layer up, you can feel a bit confined and restricted. We just want to be free, guys. We just want to be free. <laughs> colour, we said this earlier in the series, but colour is such a mood booster. And I know Rosie was on about hats, and I think that is the mm. perfect way to pop a bit of colour into your outfit with a scarf or a hat. <gasps> Not to lean into the whole Little Miss Lilac, Little Miss Purple stereotype, but I bought a purple winter hat the other day with like a purple lilac lilac bobble and I love it and I wore it yesterday out in the rain walking the dog and I just felt so like you know the, the weather was a bit rubbish it was raining it was dark but I had my purple fun little hat on and I felt like I was still still had a bit of a spring in my step Oh, like the Taylor Swift of Newcastle. That's me. And then uh, I dropped the hat on the floor when I got in and the dog grabbed it by the bobble. And I've oh, it's safe no. to say the bobble is now half the size of what it was, but um, <laughs> never mind. There are a lot of winter fashion issues. Dogs eating your bobbles. That is true. Um, getting too hot, so having to take the layers off. Also, speaking of bobbles, jumpers when they get bobbly. That is my biggest stress bobbly jumpers the first time you click a thick knitted cardigan or a jumper that first click you get and you just think winter is ruined well you can buy a fabric shaver or a bobble off and it'll give your woolies and all your clothes to be honest a whole new lease of life i need to take that advice on board myself i still don't have a bobble off something i want to do because i know i've spoken about i get i get quite hot in big coats and i sometimes find them a bit much i've seen a lot of this on instagram and social media and i think it might, might be maybe a little trend for the winter which i could get on board with it's like a knitted vest i've seen really? a few people we... sort of layering it like over like a shirt or something like that like a lovely like chunky mm. knit vest and it sounds like it shouldn't work but it looks so chic and smart and i think oh maybe that could be my little little adventurous style for the winter i was trying on a knitted vest the other day but it was giving a, a little bit too much nipple so oh. i thought maybe maybe the world is not ready that must have been thermals? a lot of nipple if it was too much nipple for you <laughs> that must have been a lot of nipple right how do you feel about thermals they don't they don't give off like hot spicy but if someone said to me oh i'm gonna get you some nice thermals for christmas i'd mm. be like oh thank you i'll just collect my bus pass but right <laughs> i do think that if you put them under a dress or a shirt nobody else has to know and you can look amazing but relish in that secret that you are so warm my concern with that though is that you're great when you're at the bus stop with your bus pass wearing your thermal <laughs> but then the second you get on the bus suddenly you're going to overheat because they've got those little heaters by your feet and oh, then your yes. legs are just going to get so sweaty that you're going to have to take your trousers off and reveal the thermals Reve- on the bus reveal your secrets are you someone that layers then lauren I'm getting better at it, especially now I've invested in a coat and things like that. And I almost have like a Russian doll policy where because the style of top that I feel most comfortable in and that I like to wear, it's like a little crop top or something that shows a bit of skin. I'll then maybe have a jumper on top of that, like a thin, a thinner jumper or maybe a cardigan and then your winter coat. So it's almost like you see yourself like a Russian doll and the warmer you get, you can just gradually peel off a layer until 
you know your last layer is one that is the coolest, if that makes sense. If you're just in a little crop top, you're like, worst case scenario, if I get way, way too hot, I've got something super, super cool on that I can just... Oh. Surprise everyone with. Yes. Are you a fan of a layer? No, it's too much admin. I prefer just to have a nice big coat. I basically dress for summer and then put a coat over it. There's a way you can bring your summer wardrobe into the winter and just sort of warm it up a little bit. Tights. So we've briefly touched on tights before, but you can buy some lovely, like really thick, almost thermal tights. You can get really cool pattern tights, especially when Christmas comes around. There's always like sparkly tights and really like jazzy tights. And they're a great way, I think, of someone like me who prefers her dresses and her shorts of being able to wear your summer wardrobe, but with a little bit of winter. Keep warm. Without being too cold. Yeah. Love my tights. Love my pattern tights. And And you can get tights for guys too. Yeah. I'll get you a pair of tights for Christmas. (laughs) Thank you. But Lauren, what are the trends that we can all look forward to this winter? Well, I am glad you have asked because there's no need to look into a crystal ball. River Island have released their autumn winter trend report so we can know for a fact what's coming around the corner. First up is, and I think you're going to be on board with this, power dressing. Oh, yes, yes, every time. 80s inspired, bold suiting, statement colours. I'm yes. so glad because I've been living this trend for the last 15 years of my life. So finally, and I, you know how many comments you'd get from someone just being like, oh, they're very bright. Oh, that's a very bright colour. Exactly. Oh, a boring person. Thank God the world has caught up with me and Make my style. Make a statement so happy. with your clothes. Always. And exude the power that you have. You are powerful. Oh. Let everybody oh, yes. see it. we also have the gossip girl style which i quite like i think i might have to do a little bit of a little bit of shopping on this inspired by the tv show so lots of plaid clash and print berries diamonds Mm. a very sort of all-american preppy style do you think i'd look cute in a beret i think you would i think you could pull off a beret i don't know if i'd look like a certain type of person that just doesn't want to speak to anyone no especially because you like your pearls as well I feel I like do. with your pearls and your berry, <gasps> I the class, the, the class that would give off. Oh my gosh. Everyone will think I'm French. It'll be exactly. fabulous. Exactly. James in Paris. For all this and more in the latest River Island trend report, guess what? We've put the link in the show notes. That is it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us for episode five of Notes from the Island brought to you by River Island. Next week, Breaks My Heart, is our last episode, so we will be reflecting on the past 12 months and thinking about our fashion favourites and failures. Remember to check out at River Island for extra bits, tricks and tips on your socials. You can find me at I'm James Barr. And I'm at Lauren Patterson. Thank you so much to our producer, Matt Hill, and our executive producer, Emily Bryce Perkins at Rethink Audio. Stay fashionable. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.